Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Does the so-called senior administration official really exist, or is it just the failing New York Times with another phony source? If the gutless anonymous person does indeed exist, the Times must, for national security purposes, turn him or her over to government at once. That's a response from President Donald Trump after the op-ed piece ran in the Times earlier this week. Is he right, though? Why can't the anonymous and the leakers call a spade a spade? Well, to get some insight on that, we bring in Stephen Farnsworth. He is a professor of political science and director of the University of Mary Washington's Center for Leadership and Media Studies. He's also authored the book Presidential Communication and Character, White House News Management from Clinton and Cable to Twitter and Trump. Professor, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Glad to be here. So you've read the op-ed. What I wonder is... What did you think after reading through that? Well, I think that in the main, what you see in that op-ed is what a lot of people have been saying about the Trump presidency since it first started, that uh, President Trump doesn't pay a lot of attention to details, that the administration has a number of um, conflicts, there's a lot of backbiting, all of that. Donald Trump doesn't pay much attention to issues. He's not all that focused on the specifics of policy. None of these things by themselves are all that new. You saw it in the Bob Woodward book, which has come out earlier in the week. But you've also seen it in the comments of people along the way across these two years. What's what's different is this very public venue that a top administration official is using to uh, really talk about how they are interposing themselves and maybe others in the administration as well between the president and um, policy issues, documents, papers, and so on. What do you make of these unnamed sources, these guys who are going anonymous and, and kind of going rogue in a sense to try to settle things down? Because that's what it almost read to me is like, hey, don't worry. There's one line in there that basically said, don't worry, there's some adults around the table here. What did you make of that? Well, you know, I don't think, in all honesty, that having adults around the table makes all that much of a difference. In the long run, uh, Trump is president, and these anonymous letter writers and folks who are trying to manage him are not. And he will or will not, as he sees fit, listen to the advice from others. So, you know, I do think that the uh, the anonymous person, whoever he or she is, uh, is really kind of deluding themselves if they imagine that they can really shape a presidency um, in the uh, uh, in this way, particularly now that what they're doing is very public, I should think that President Trump would be very skeptical of a lot of people around him. And so whatever utility this approach might have had, it's going to have less utility going forward. I don't I think this is more about sort of conscience um, response uh, that, that someone feels guilty about working for Trump and uh, is trying to do that. But ultimately, I don't imagine this is going to stay secret very long. I think this name will be known in the next seven days, if not sooner, and they're going to be fired. I was going to ask what you thought the fallout might be for the author. Do you think it goes beyond just a firing? Do you think that there's going to be a lot more that comes from the scrutiny of, of whoever it is? Well, I mean, I suppose, depending on exactly what's undertaken, that there may be some issues of, uh, of, of legal uh, jeopardy. Uh, but uh, I tend to think that the main thing is that this is a person who's going to be savaged on Twitter by the president and is going to be fired. I think that going much beyond that is kind of problematic because, remember, 
a um, an op-ed like this is covered by our very aggressive protections of free speech in the United States. And Donald Trump can criticize this person, but it's hardly treason to say something negative about a president. As um, as Trump has tweeted that this, this is potentially treason, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Do you get the sense that there's some method to the madness behind using some of the words like gutless, like cowards, that kind of thing? Is there some method to this at all? Well, I do think that this uh, choice of, of words, this is somebody who is either a very experienced writer or somebody who was coached by somebody who was. This is uh, These are words that are designed to trigger emotional reactions on Trump. Some of the words, I suspect, are being actually designed to deflect suspicion in directions where uh, the letter might have come from. And so I think there is this dynamic that's going on here, a very experienced writer. Um, but it does seem like this is somebody who... Um, really doesn't feel good about what they're doing day by day and are trying to ease their personal uh, feelings by going public. But I think ultimately, I don't know that it does the country a great service. I think that, that it would be far more useful for us to know who this person is, for them to resign, for there to be a much more public discussion of Trump's fitness or lack thereof for office. Uh, and that would be a much higher, uh, much more effective response to the situation that this person writes about. Some great insight from Stephen Farnsworth. He's professor of political science and director of the University of Mary Washington's Center for Leadership and Media Studies. Professor Farnsworth, thank you so much for the time this afternoon. Thank you.